On Living a Sex Positive Life, we explore all aspects of human sexuality. We talk about the good and the bad, the health and healing benefits, the adventures and the relationships, as well as the crimes and the tragedies. We strive to be an advocate and an empowering force in the fight for sexual freedom. Our mission is to educate, entertain, and talk about the touchy subject that affects us all, sex. Now here's your host, Angelique Luna. Good evening, everyone. It's Angelique Luna. I know, ghost from the past. We haven't chatted in a while. What do you think with my co-host, sexy lover, husband, partner in crime, trying to take over the world without me sometimes? I know we've said this, and we we, we got sick for a while coming back at the beginning of this year, and then we got better, and we got sick again, and and now we're done with sickness. I'm sick of doctors. It's funny (laughs) because I'm done... And next thing I know, uh, Sonny Megatron is getting a colonoscopy and putting that on Facebook and all the fun stuff. Uh, like, all the social media. She's oh. like all over. She's like talking about tips and tricks. And that's like, maybe I should televise my, my procedures. You should have. And I told you, but you're like, no. And we also had another friend go through it. And the person was like, hell no. No uh, documenting of the whole colonoscopy well, and it, everything. It's so, not yeah. something we ever want to admit even happened. We even say it like, like, yeah, I had a colonoscopy. And yeah. it, it kind of gets like that drop off the last couple of uh, letters going like, yeah, that's not a nice thing. Yeah, we just had a Milo escape, <clears throat> so, you know. <sighs> uh, in case people don't know, Google the movie reference Milo. That way you could understand when anyone is having anger issues and pooping problems. That, that movie was disturbing. I love disturbing movies. But like, you could even watch it. Army of Darkness is my favorite movie, which is kind of can't be disturbing. But Milo just kind of pushed that limit of good taste. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. What, what, God, what was the old horror movie? Um, which no one, no one, no one really knows. Uh, there was actually an old horror movie called Bad Taste, and it was put out from New Zealand by the guy who directed. Um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. But this was like 20 years before he did Lord of the Rings. And my God, if you could finish that movie, you have a stomach of steel. Yeah, no. But we should get more pleasant on that, though, on, on, on different subjects. Actually, <laughs> maybe not pleasant. We just got a lot going on, not just with us, but the country. Yeah, yeah the country and everything. But wait, 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 rewind. Our lovely, lovely young lady, Amber Lee, who does our voice over our intro. She did our intro, yeah. She did our intro. Has a new book out that we're also trying to help and promote is How to Make $10,000 a Month as a Phone Sex Operator and Clip Sales. So, she is offering those books for free via herself or us. Or If not, you could also go on Amazon and buy it. But she will be available this weekend at Exotica Chicago, which is June 7th through the 9th. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so I have to double-check those dates. No, I'm sorry, the 8th through the 10th, yeah, because um, the 7th is... Uh, Thursday and she's also going to do a workshop presenting that and she'll be signing her books and doing uh, photograph sessions at Exotica Chicago so please stop by and visit her say hi give her a hug for us she is such a doll it was good meeting her last year but is she coming to Exotica Miami she'll be in Miami and that is going to be July 20th to the 22nd and we should be there road trip 
We are road tripping. I'm just still waiting for confirmation on a couple of things. It's before we could say, yes, we're going to be like uh, recording or doing a workshop presentation. It would be nice. For those of you who don't know, uh, Exotica, they left Miami, right? Yes, they took a hiatus. Oh. Only a, It was only a two-year hiatus, so which is good. I want to tell the story, though. You can tell the story. Okay. You love story time. Our audience likes story time. <laughs> so the first time I went to Exotica was 2012, and um, we helped someone else manage a booth. And it was fun because we got to see behind the scenes. It is this culmination of more um, adult performer than sex positive. I will give you that. But we had a great time. Um, got to meet Ron Jeremy and the lovely Sunny Lane. Uh, we got to see her behind the scenes. But um, we were planning on coming, I guess it was the next year, right? Or two years later. But, no, it was the following. No, you didn't go the following year. I went. So, <clears throat> when they have Exotica in Miami, they rent out the Miami Convention Center, which is a rather large, uh, is it building or buildings? I think it's buildings. Yeah. It's but it's like any city's convention center. And sometimes, you know, you don't fill up the whole convention center. That's pretty impossible mm -hmm. for most events, so they split it up. Well, apparently, the Dade County High School, someone didn't really look at the schedule, and it's June and they scheduled the prom the same night or week as uh, Exotica. And what was really funny in many of the photos they have of it was although the parents complained and there was a lot of drama and, and a lot of press and they got, uh, they actually stopped holding it in Miami for a few years. Um, if you look at the pictures, the girls going to the prom actually had less clothes on than the porn stars. It was hysterical because I was actually there. It was a Friday night. It was ladies' night, which is night. every exotica Friday night is free for all ladies. And they were covered, I kid you not, like 90% more than the girls attending the Miami-Dade High School prom. And it was just like, ah. Uh. Unbelievable, and you know, cause it caused some friction, caused a little dispute, but we're glad that they're coming back because they—that's where they originated was Miami before they um, expanded out to New Jersey, Denver, Chicago, Dallas. So they've traveled around. Well, it's not only a, a good chance to see us and hang out with porn stars, which is always a good thing. Um, the convention center is what two blocks from Lincoln Road. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who's been to hasn't been to Miami, Lincoln Road is this collection and just this lineup of a little shopping, but mostly really good food restaurants, and most of them are open 24 hours a day. So when you walk out of that conference at 2 a.m. and you're thinking, I'm starving, we're going to get Denny's, bullshit. We're going and we're getting some really damn good food. <laughs> what, did we, what did we get? At 4 a.m. we ended up with a five-star Italian dinner, veal parmesan and, and lasagna. Oh, that that was one night. The other night was like the pizza. Oh my god, the pizza down there is adorable. Um, then where else? I mean, so many different options: Mediterranean, vegetarian. Oh, the Mediterranean food was really good. Fresh, oh, yeah. you know, hummus. Gotta love that. So, so it's good sex, good food, and then like what? Education too. Well, education. I was gonna say, but a quarter mile there is the beach too. That's South Beach territory. Yes, that's all South Beach territory, Ooh. which is really nice. So yeah, so we're looking forward to that and looking forward to meeting up with Amberly again. So even if we are not running around in the show, we'll probably be in the area just to say hi. Ah, but there's so many other events coming up as well. Yes, coming up. 
True, true, true. Um, and I'm getting six, really excited about these because we're presenting. Yes, in six weeks we'll be at Poly Dallas, and those dates are going to be July 12th through the 15th. And tickets are still available, so if you do sign up, use our promo code LUNA2018 to let them know that you're coming on our behalf and coming to check out and hang out with us, be interviewed by us. We'll be presenting how to talk to your kids about sex and cookies and consent. Now, was that in English or Spanish? It's supposed to be in Spanish, so I'm still confirming. So, yeah, it's, you know, fun stuff. We we are crossing the bilingual barrier, babies. Yes, and then we just finally get um, the confirmation. We still got more about Polly Dallas. I want to talk about that. Go ahead, talk about that. Isn't it a family-friendly event? Yes, that one is totally family-friendly. It is our first time. We haven't been to Polly Dallas before, but the collection of our our friends um, that will be there and, and colleagues, I'm already saving up some bail money. Because we got, we got. let's see, Kevin Patterson, who just put out that book, which I'm still reading, loves not colorblind. colorblind. I want to get it right, because I think we said, is not, and he's like, no, branding, we must correct. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> but we also have uh, uh, Dr. Liz Powell, and then we're going to have Rachel Rose, and I think some people from the swing set are coming down, and our little favorite, uh, Ren Gradbert. Is going to be there, so, man, it's going to be a hoot in uh, Texas, and, and I'm kind of scared with Texas laws. We need bail money. Send money for bail money. Hey, I, at least I have a friend, but she's extremely conservative, and she still, after friends of 25 years, has not crossed over the dark side. I wish she would. Would that be the same friend that we dragged to a, a, sec, a stripper club in Vegas during our after our wedding? Yes, same one, same one. So we, uh, for those of you who don't know, eloped in Vegas and invited a bunch of our friends and said, hey, come on out. We're going to get married. And by the way, if we didn't tell you directly, don't tell anyone else, please. So we had some friends come over from Orlando and we had some friends uh, from Dallas come out and a few from L.A. And someone brought the cake, which was really nice. It was uh, uh, baked over there in, in L.A. at this cool bakery and... Um, people showed up, and after the actual ceremony, of which we, my joke is, we got married on a boat in a desert on Friday the 13th, because we did get married on a gondola at the Phoenician. We go back to the room, and everyone changes and get out of their formal stuff and get dressed into their little sleazy, little sleazy gear, and we get a phone call of, where are we going? And we say, strip clubs, and we heard on the phone, ha, that's really funny, now where are we going? We're going to strip clubs. <laughs> Come on, you can't Here. go to Vegas and not go to the what was the name of that strip club? It was like the uh, Rhinos, uh, the Spearmint Rhino, Spearmint Rhino. Yes, Spear. God, who came up with that name? I have no idea. We have to Google the archives. Anyways, continue on with the story there. Well, so, so, someone was asked to put their clothes back on. Hey, it was my honeymoon. Anyway, they had, never had, said anything. I didn't had say a signs. wonderful time, but we did try to embarrass some of our friends. <clears throat> yeah, you know, but she's still my bestie of 25 years, so. <sighs> so that's going to be Dallas and Vegas. That was Vegas. Uh, we did get news this week. Tell them the big news. We got accepted to present at Sex Down South. Yay! Ooh! It's the challenges of raising a sexual abused child. This has been a 10 years in the making that we're finally actually making a presentation. Yay! 
I'm so excited and scared shitless too, but that's okay. <laughs> and it's not the presentation that she's uh, scared shitless about. She was very excited until I pulled up the list and said, Hey, did you know Jess O'Reilly's presenting there too? And her jaw dropped a little. No, no. We know. If they go back to the archives and listen to our interview with Marla from Sex Down South, how many times I kept interrupting, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I was like flicking up. But the moment I told you that you are presenting and so is she at the same conference, that kind of puts you as like colleagues... Yeah, the window's almost shattered. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, Dr. Jess O'Reilly is this wonderful sexologist. She's done TED, TED Talks and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, actually, based out of Toronto. Toronto. She's a and she, Toronto she's, Yes. Anytime. She, if you get the chance to see her, uh, do it. It is so worth it. doesn't matter what she's speaking about. Like it's, her social media, Instagram page, totally follow her. And read her articles and blogs. I, I mean, she's just amazing. And also her husband, Brandon. Where in the world is Brandon? So they're such an adorable uh, that, couple. You made him sound like Wally. Uh, well, uh, Waldo. That, Where's Waldo? Uh, well, that, that's where... I, I think that's his right... Uh, no, where in Brandon... I'm sorry, now I messed up his hashtag. But that's... I kind of remember it that way. Because, you know, he can't, he travels a lot, too. So... And we're sending our thoughts and prayers to Lito the Palm. He was sick. Um, he was stuck in Miami. Had to go to the vet. That's their dog. Their baby. So. <laughs> you said Palm and I'm thinking tree. No. <laughs> Pomeranian. Got it. Got it. Got it. But that's his hashtag. Lito the Palm. If you follow him on Instagram like I do. I have well, an Instagram problem. We have to do a little segment now and talk about political stuff. But now, a commercial break from our sponsor. And now we're back. So, uh, June 2nd, this past Saturday, was it? Yes, this past Saturday. (laughs) Was International Sex Workers Day, which I was surprised because if you go ahead and also known as International Horse Day, too. Which, which is how Wikipedia has it listed. Mm-hmm. So, oh wow. Okay. And there were marches in Los, Los Angeles, Chicago, Oakland, California, New York City, but even that on Friday, June 1st, a couple of people did go to legislation in um, Los Angeles and New York City to talk to our, you know, government officials about sex workers, their rights, how these new laws are very detrimental to all sex workers, um, including sex educators, sexologists, because a lot of the censorship going on is hurting our business and hurting educating people. And unfortunately for a lot of sex workers that have used the Internet to weed out the riffraffs or give each other a heads up to say hey this customer is bad you know or be careful of this Jane or John because they have ill intentions since the law has gone into effect from Los Angeles area that we're aware of or the west coast there has been 18 sex workers gone missing so we don't know for sure. I think there's a few that have been confirmed dead, but because of that, they've 
you know, they ha they're forced to go back on the streets and possibly hire a pimp or get somebody else to help take care of them. So now they put them into more dangerous situations. But as the law passed back in March, uh, police officials have said it's now made their jobs much more difficult in prosecuting sex traffickers. Yeah, it used to be that companies like Backpage and Craigslist were cooperating with the police. Now that they've, I mean, Craigslist has closed their personal ads. Um, Backpage is actually not only closed, but the owners are under indictment. And they're trying to uh, prosecute them as sex traffickers. Actually, prostitution. Not even for sex trafficking. Well, it's just made... It's made. It's, it's an entire mess. It literally is just such a bad law. But what I am loving is that um, one of the people who was really in support of the law, Amy Schumer. My, she she was very outspoken about this. I guess she only read the first line and didn't bother reading the rest of it. But uh, it appears that two hundred people uh, on Saturday decided to protest outside of her home, and protest the SESTA Foster laws, the ones that she supported. Well, it also didn't help that. Part of her uh, comedy skit was talking about making fun of burying dead hookers and strippers uh, a few years ago. Don't think that was taken too well. But, yeah, for all the things to be in the news about, that's probably not the best one she was looking forward to. No, but it, it's just... the think that a lot of the celebrities who are protesting... or I'm sorry, not protesting, but supporting these laws are believing that they are helping sex trafficking victims. And even sex trafficking victims supporting this law does not understand what all goes through people who are working consensually. Like, this is their livelihood. We're sorry that you went through coercion and violence to do sex work, but the people who are doing consensually are also helping to fight it. But if they're taking away the resources and making everything illegal, you're just basically candying on a silver platter these sex traffickers. It's like, it's, here you go. Yeah, it's actually helping them. Yeah. No, it would, it would honestly be like me coming out and saying, well, you know, there's lots of terrorism going on in the world. And most of the terrorists are religion, so we can ban religion to stop terrorism. That would be this huge, unnecessary, stupid, blanket statement that, according to the logic I just gave, makes complete sense until you actually think about it in the real world and go, no. No, there's a small group of religious people, extremists, who are terrorists. Well, in sex trafficking, yes, sex trafficking is a bad thing. Slavery, bad thing. But there's plenty of it that's consensual, and I'm very sorry this doesn't meet your freaking moral standards. But it's none of your fucking business. You don't want to go to it's a, you you don't want to go to a prostitute. Don't. No one's forcing you to. But why do you have to hunt down, uh, make illegal anyone else who wants to do the same thing? The I got another story for you because I was reading this on Twitter, and I wish I kept the story. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the people I followed was traveling to a sex ed convention last week. Mm -hmm. She had a suitcase filled with props and sex toys. Do you know she was pulled out of the TSA line and questioned to see and literally told... Uh, the, the, the way the questions were going was, 
trying to see if she was a prostitute or a sex trafficker. What the fuck do does having a bunch of dildos mean condoms you're doing it and, and condoms boobs. have to do with fucking sex trafficking? Yeah, they were thinking. Well, I think it was even sex trafficking. It's prostitution. That's what they were doing. There was another story. I don't know if it's the same one, but it was. God, just, I wish I had their name. You know, getting pulled over by the TSA, thinking that they were doing something illegal. So my question is, if we traveled, like we're going to Dallas, you know, I'm bringing we, more than six dildos just to make a point. Because <laughs> uh, it's illegal. No, that that's purchasing. You can't. You, we we could probably. I don't know if it goes through the state. We'll find out. So if we, as a couple who practice safe sex. You know, and we do need lube because, unfortunately, I'm not of age producing that. I have no shame. I need lube. Are they going to arrest us as a couple for having the same equipment? Oh, I hope they do. I, I, I have a list of lawyers that will want to take that case. Oh, yeah. We, we have one in our backyard, so we'll, we'll see about that. So, But, you know, at that point, how do we manage that? Well, it's becoming a, a witch hunt like the McCarthy trials that... Okay, if you're on the street corner, it's 4 a.m., you're dressed up in a skinny skirt, staring at every car going by, yes, you're a prostitute. Which, again, I'm not judging. It, it, it should be legal. But, at least at that point, you can pretty much identify that they're probably a prostitute, because I don't know anyone else who would be doing that at that time at night. However, going through the TSA with a couple of sex toys, lubes, and condoms, that's every young man do, who travels i'm sorry i used to bring yeah of course you know prepared boy scout bring condoms and lube but now we're going to get questioned to see if we're sex workers fuck them (sighs) i'm sorry this is making my blood pressure going up along with the fact that trump said quote i have the absolute right to pardon myself motherfucker if you did that's called a dictatorship as we transfer from sex workers to Trump, yes, I wasn't done on my hiatus. Let's keep hike. going. Yeah, but it's like we have to keep supporting and talking about sex worker rights. You know, it, they have been around since politicians have been around. You know, monogamy has only been around for the last 200 years. It's not been anything, you know, since the dawn of time. And I don't care what religion nut job comes out. If you look at in the Bible, doesn't really say monogamy, man, or wife or marriage. All the Old Testament, there was that wasn't polyamory. That that was polygamy. They had multiple wives. But someone did send me something great, which has to do about this. They had pictures of the bills before 1956, U.S. U.S. currency, so mm-hmm. ten five dollar bills, and they had U.S. currency after 1956. Mm-hmm. Did you know in God We Trust didn't go on any U.S. Cur- on U.S. bill currency until 1956? Yep. So all this bullshit about our founding fathers put in God We Trust on our money because this is a Christian nation. I'm glad you're Christian. My wife's Christian. Catholic. Catholic, Christian. It's all under the same umbrella. Nah, no, it's not. But that in God We Trust wasn't put there by the founding fathers. And it wasn't on our currency until 1956. So I don't like people going ahead and saying it's always been this way and it should have been this way. Well, in God We Trust wasn't that way. Monogamy wasn't that way. Most of the time before 200 years ago, marriage was a contract to increase your clout, your wealth, and your land. 
That was pretty much what marriage was. You had kids to work and marry them off, and they had affairs. Why did they have affairs? Because they didn't like the person, may not have liked the person they were married to. And, and it was forced marriage. And that was the norm going back 200 years to the start of the Bible. Or marrying for love. Marrying for love, there's a new concept. Yeah, that, that, I think marrying for love is only 100 years. You know, that, that's the new. But monogamy is about 200, so yeah. That we have to do one man, one woman. And, and you look at it, seriously, Mary Magdalene was a known prostitute. Jezebel was a known prostitute. These are people in the Bible. And guess what? Jesus was besties with them. He was friends. No judgment. Don't give me that crap. Because you know he was hanging out with them. He did not see color, race, sexuality, none of that. And keep in mind, we don't know what Jesus did from the time of his childhood until his 30s. There's a huge like, 15-20 year gap that we're missing of what he did. We do, and we can go on and on about the Bible. Yeah, but I was trying to, you know, support sex workers, keep talking about it, keep fighting with your legislation. Okay, back to Trump and pardoning himself. Well, no, this this actually segues quite well, because okay. Trump's the one who passed the SESTA, uh, the FOSTA law, which is causing this on uh, uh, all this trouble on sex workers, as well as just plain dating. I mean, damn it, Craigslist is gone. Now we're left with what? OkCupid and Tinder? Freaking Tinder drove me nuts, and OkCupid, I'm trying. I really am trying. But the administration is on a, uh, and this is why the world is burning, um, on a rampage. Um, Trump says he can pardon himself, and Mike Pence has been pushing um, legislation to end abortion and limit women's rights all behind the scenes. So that's why I get very scared about Trump getting impeached or leaving, because then we're left with Mike Pence and his bunny. and bunny, yeah. I, I think bunny. the bunny could make better decisions than than Pence. Um, just plain scary. Yeah, but you know, but you know, John Oliver's bunny book is outdoing his. So hey, there's hope out there. Yeah, and and you know, it's funny how much of the media it is anti-Trump. I mean, what was the what was the last thing that came up with? Um, oh, Susan B. What's her name? Yes, Samantha B. Samantha B. From, uh, what do you call it, uh, TBS's uh, full, full Frontal with Samantha B. Yeah. And she apparently said something. She called Ivanka Trump a cunt. Okay, so that's the whole day b- dispute between Roseanne Barr losing her show and going on racial, racial slurs. And losing everything versus Samantha B, who just called Ivanka Trump, uh, Trump a cunt, which is totally different because a racial slur is more offensive than it just being called a cunt. And, and I, you know what? I can't find it, but someone had a posting on what the definition of cunt means throughout the years, and you know, it, it's. You know, it's not as insulting as people think. You well, know, it's, it's very it's, empowering. It's thought of as a, as a fairly insulting word, depending on how you take it. How you take it, but insulting a person versus racial slurs or racism—it's totally different. It's well, it's not just it's racism is hatred. What I love 
is the defense of it that Roseanne Barr says something again racist. We, the, it wasn't the government who did it. CBS, right, or ABC, ABC, ABC which Disney. is Disney, Dis- yeah. pulled the plug on the show, which in a way is sad because yes, Roseanne Barr is the star, but there's a lot of people who work on that show. And I'm not just talking the other actors. I'm talking production, the writers, um, the stage show. What is it? Show production people. Huge amount of editors. All that goes into producing the show. They've all now lost their jobs too. But it was a private company who said, this doesn't align with our values and gets rid of it. And all of a sudden, Twitter lit up about how this is wrong. We shouldn't candor. We shouldn't, you know, do all this. And... You know, at the same time, there's a, what, what the Colorado bakery. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, there was a, a Colorado bakery that refused to make a cake for a gay couple. And this was a couple of years ago, and now it's made it. And they, they the, the whole judgment is pretty mud, muddled at that point. Because... It went under, against religious rights, that the, the law... That's what the Supreme Court... It went under... No, no. Uh, yeah, it didn't it subverse under. it. It went under religious law. It said it's their religious right not yeah. to do that. Which all the, again, uh, conservative groups are all like, yeah, this is a victory. And, and it's kind of scary the way it, it was put. So if a company goes ahead and someone's racist and they fire them, oh my God, you can't do that. But you scream religious rights now, you can do whatever you want. Right, but... ABC knew what they were doing because apparently through um, the media they said that there was a clause. They didn't say what clause it was that they could terminate the show at for whatever reason. So they already knew ahead of time about Roseanne Barr's, um, what do you call it? Potential it, outburst. Yes, or erratic <laughs> behavior, whichever the two. But it was funny before... Um, ABC announced that they were canceling Roseanne Barr. Wanda Sykes is one of the writers on the show. She basically said, peace out, as soon as that that tweet went out. She's like, no, I quit right now. I didn't know that. So that was probably one of the red flags. But this was like within three hours after that tweet got sent. I mean, corporate went really fast in Wildflower. And it's like with Just Cause. You know, because... Roseanne said something that the rest of the show did not even approve. You know, Sarah Gilbert, who plays her daughter on the show, even said, Roseanne Barr's uh, tweet is not a reflection of our thoughts and views of the rest of the cast. Like, they were trying to wash their hands off. um, What do you call it? John Goodman did not want to say anything, but Roseanne Barr's ex-husband... What's his name right now? I can't think about it right now. He's done a lot of comedic roles. He was uh, Mikhail in Mikhail's Navy. Oh, um, oh, I can't remember his name either. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. We're bad on our research here. But he actually spoke out and said did not surprise him about her racial slurs. Yeah, well, they're not exactly on good terms either. So. But... The point is, when these laws, the, these judgments get made, there's always this role afterwards uh, of people citing it and trying to push their thing. So now we have a Brown, Brownsburg. I don't know where Brownsburg is. Do you? I don't yeah. know. 
Uh, teacher says transgender name policy. To, again, this is a teacher goes against his religious beliefs. So now, again, it's jumped to there. This is a uh, high school teacher says that the district's requirement that teachers call transgender students by their preferred name is against his religious beliefs and violates his First Amendment rights. What a whiny little fuck. I, I'm gonna, just going to say it right now. Um, we're going to get this mass amount of people um, who are going to say, it's against my religious beliefs and therefore I can't do it. The reason why this is wrong and what really, really scares me about this is I am openly bisexual. My wife is bisexual. You guys know us. Um, we have many friends that are transgender. What happens when I go to the ER after a car accident and someone recognizes me and goes, you know, saving a bisexual man's life is against my religion. I won't work on him. What, what, what happens at that point? Um, that's scary. It's very scary. A, a lot of these, you know, crazy religious rights people are hurting great people. For example, the Texas teacher who show a photo of her wife was barred from her classroom. And they said that was offensive. And it was basically a very traditional... Let's put it in the heterosexual. A husband and the wife photo. They're fully clothed. They're holding hands. Or they're, you know, doing a soft kiss. That's it. They're not doing anything else. They're not pushing your beliefs. But because they were two women doing the same thing a heteronormative couple would be doing, she got kicked out. Here we go. I have the article here. Um, Stacy Bailey, a former art teacher at the Charlotte Anderson Elementary School in Arlington, Texas, uh, claims that she was fired uh, because she was gay. Teacher was suspended after showing her students a picture of her and her fiance. So just to mention that she wasn't what they believed her to be, which is a straight hetero cis woman and that she might have been something else that is offensive to them. Not, I mean, what the hell? And yet the school system uh, fired her. You know how hard it is to fire a teacher? A good teacher making a difference. I mean, there was a lot of parents protesting and defending her and supporting her that, you know what, it doesn't matter what she does in her private life, she didn't talk about it other than she was happily in love. Hello? Why is it okay for just, you know, a man and a woman to be in love and not anybody else? Oh, we're going to have some fun in Texas. Uh, <laughs> uh, you could send money to our PayPal account at Cloudbox9. <laughs> No, 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 no. Join the Patreon. That's our new thing. Uh, Yes, join our Patreon there also. So, (laughs) but I was just setting up the, you know, get out of free jail bail money. But yes, so we'll we'll be in Texas uh, the second week of July for Polly Dallas. So keep your eye on the news. And uh, if we show up, please send generously. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and I will be bringing my passport, so I have to go update that. Because remember, in Texas, I'm Mexican. They might deport me because they, they might think I'm an illegal. Uh, 
Even though I was born and raised in, here in Chicago, Illinois. Got a so, damn birth certificate so to prove it. W- w- what's that? You need to update your passport? We don't, I, do we have enough time? I'll make an appointment down in Miami. Miami, road trip. So, how, I'm sorry, how long have we been married, sweetheart? Eight years. And apparently, even though the credit cards uh, bear my last name along with the name there's, change. There's one credit card that's still Don't spoil my story. Although her driver's license bears my last name, and, and she took it. It was not a forceful, it wasn't this macho, toxic masculinity of, you will take my name. It was, no. She, she wanted to take my name. She was happy to take my name. We've always treated each other well, and I find out everything switched over, except the passport, as we go to the airport to leave the country. It was the first time in eight years we left, and the passports are valid for 10, so I figured I'd write it out. I just didn't think, fine, I'll get it fixed. It's that one time you're you're, you're, you're um, kept by customs that you'll always remember. Oh, and you I almost get... got kept coming back, so then. No, 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 no. There's the automated sheet machine didn't recognize me. Because you're too white. Because I shaved. No, you're just too white. I had a beard on my photo. And they couldn't recognize you. you the were... computer didn't recognize me. Anyway, so next topic there. So uh, we'll, we'll be going and traveling. Oh. But I'm going to go ahead and pass along some good information. When you do go ahead and cross through customs, especially if you're going into Canada, and they ask what you're doing here, and the person looks really grumpy, like someone who's working a government job, and they look you straight, you know, straight as, not actually it wasn't straight in the eye because they're staring down at whatever they're stamping, and they go, reason you're coming to Canada? With a complete straight face, do exactly what I did. Say, whiskey. <laughs> and he will smile slightly and then go, perhaps some scotch and tequila, too. Make him smile a little bit more. Ooh, ooh, and pancake syrup, but not at the same time. And if you can get, T- this isn't even TSA, if you can get a guy in customs to smile, you're doing good. I think you've brought a little bit of joy to this world. Speaking of that, where is our syrup? You don't have to know about the syrup. <laughs> and other good news, we have started a bisexual male support group here in Orlando. We Yes, yes we are. We actually had our first meeting three weeks ago. Yes, Can it's always the second Thursday of the month. The name of it is Bisexual Male Living, and we are on both Facebook as well as Meetup. And in the past, geez, three weeks, the group has exploded with members. Um, We are going to be having our second meeting coming up this Thursday. Uh, That would be, what, uh, a week from tomorrow, so June 14th. 14th. 7 to 9 p.m. at the LGB Center on Mills Road here in Orlando. LGBTQ Center. You just can't go LGB and run with it. Is there a Q? There's always a Q. I always call it the center. The center. I know. If you look up uh, uh, the center Orlando, it comes up. But they are gracious enough to lend us a small room in the back. And after the first meeting, they decided to say, you could have the whole place because it looks like you're going to need it. So we're going to be having a a meeting. First meeting went very well, but essentially it's a group for uh, bi, bi bi-curious men, um, those who identify as bi men, uh, bi and male. And um, all of the supporters. So we actually had a cis woman show up by herself to help support mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
by men. You showed up, of course, baby. Well, I thought I was an organizer, so it's like mandatory, yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. You are required. But yes. we had some great conversations, and we met for about two hours, and conversations were just general stuff like um, coming out. Uh, that's always a hard topic, but coming out bisexual as a man after you've been married for 10 plus years is not just a challenge, but it's a risk. It's some, some women have had decent reactions. Uh, some have coming out like that has caused a lot of distrust in their relationships and caused problems that, that we're working through. Oh, they're working through. But um, essentially we're trying to just make a group for bi men to come and talk and chat and um, there really isn't one. The only other, believe it or not, the only other bi-male group uh, in the state of Florida is in Miami. Yep. I didn't search the panhandle, but I know there was nothing in Orlando, uh, Tampa, or Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like driving to Atlanta. I love Atlanta, but you're a little far. Yeah, not just for a meeting there, but, you know, it's a good support group. We do ask that our members bring $2 to the meeting to pay for the space at the center because it is a non-for-profit, so everything's through donation. And uh, if you're hearing this and you're available on June 14th, please come by. We would, uh, we, we'd love to have you and appreciate your support. And uh, in the spirit of our traditions, we will bring cookies. Cookies? We mini need cupcakes. 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 I want cupcakes. Oh, time. mini cupcakes. <gasps> oh, yeah. I would yeah. say alcohol-filled mini cupcakes, but let's just stick with the mini cupcakes and leave I, the alcohol I could have those later. ordered. Jeez. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, no. I'm not. Really? Support meetings are for support. I mean, yeah, it would be, it would be bad to bring alcohol-laced cupcakes to it, to it, like. It's you know, not like, an AA It's not maybe. an AA I'm still saying we should go with regular cupcakes, baby. <laughs> I'll put the survey up on the Facebook group and the meeting group. How would you feel about alcohol-filled cupcakes? Whiskey? Scotch? Cognac? Tequila? Oh, and just because you probably, if Early you look drinks? for it, um, the group on Facebook is closed. And it doesn't mean that it's not open. It's private. So if you do want to go ahead and join uh, the group, no one can see you're a part of the group except those in the group. And um, no one can read the post inside of the group. However, in order to access the group, you must first be my friend. So if you look for me as John C. Luna on Facebook, uh, friend me with a message saying you want to join the group. I need to friend you and then invite you into the group. And then you have access. And now for a commercial break. So funny, funny, funny commercials. But, but hey, it's help bringing money in. We, we need the support. We're working on that. But I do want to talk about something else. Okay. I want to talk about your jewelry. Ah. Uh, that was a story in itself. To get, it started well, with a $9,000 cock ring. Yes, yes. And we've already told the story of a $9,000 cock ring. That's in a previous episode. Um, but uh, we did get some jewelry from a company called Bound? Unbound. Unbound. And what I love is it's a set of two bracelets. Um, no, it's one bracelet with a chain. But it's two circles. Two circles. But if you take it off, essentially they're handcuffs, which is very cool. But it's subtle jewelry. They make. I love this company. They make. Uh, it's a woman-owned uh, company that builds subtle jewelry that 
um, you can wear, and unless you know it, you're probably not going to see it. Kids are not going to know it. No one like that's going to know it. However, they had to file a lawsuit and made it to the news. So Unbound is based out of New York, aren't they? Oh, God, I can't remember where they're based out of. I'm trying to, uh, like, pull it up. But they were in New York City with the Transit Authority. They wanted to put some um, marketing campaign ads. And basically, it was simple artwork, nothing erotic or offensive. But the Transit Authority said, no, they're not approving it. But yet, they could talk about Viagra, other sexual health stuff for men, but nothing for women because it is a women-owned and operated company. I love this. The title of the article I'm reading is Feminine Products Company Slams the MTA, uh, that's Mass Transit Authority, for rejecting a nudity-free ad campaign celebrating female sexuality while posting <clears throat> several ads that featured naked men enjoying sex. Wow. Talking about just someone didn't like it, someone didn't want it, they rejected it. Um, I'm looking at the other ads that they've actually posted here. Ads for stuff like the Museum of Sex. Oh no, that's not sexually explicit. Uh, ads uh, ad for Viagra, another ad for Get Wet, um. Uh, I love this. There's an ad for still a virgin for help. Call and a toll free number. Who would call this? Yeah, I know. Wait, never mind. High school kids. High school kids. Yes, exactly. Because then they're like, okay, do you have any information how to get me laid? There's ads for um, erectile dysfunction. That's not Viagra. It's another company. Um, there is ads in here. Underwear for women with periods. Can you get much more explicit? Uh, than that point. So all of that went through, but this jewelry, which has no nudity in the ads whatsoever, is rejected. Well, the good news is they filed the lawsuit, they won the lawsuit, and good for them. Yeah. Because this, this, this type of um, puritanical thinking, uh, well, one, it, it's skewed. It's saying that if you want to promote men's stuff, well, it's fine, but the women's stuff kind of hide. And most of the time when they're putting naked women up on a poster, or near-naked women, it's centered towards men anyway. So that part they'll go through. But a product that's actually for women is the one they reject. And if you go into their Instagram page, Unbound Babes, you would see all their ads that were rejected and then the ads that we were talking about. Because we were like... It's just cartoons. There's nothing offensive compared to the other ads. So, you know, again, it wasn't anything like, ooh, here's some sex toys, you know, very promoting. So check out their Instagram page. And they have a lot of great stuff and the jewelry. And and it's very women-empowered. So women Empowering women. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know what I love in here? What, what do you love in here? Well, we watch, um, we use Sling. For those of you who don't know, it's a service where we can get live TV. Sort of like Hulu, but live TV. And they have a series of, air, uh, a series of ads where people, uh, couples, will say that they're slingers. 
and the other couple, or one of the members of the other couple, hears swingers and starts acting on that by, like, taking off their shirt or getting very uncomfortable or being like, yes, let's do that. Um, and that's completely okay. But also the way they describe, you know, we like the freedom, we like the choices. Damn right we do. Same thing as swingers. So, of course, it's going to get like, oh, yeah, you meant swingers, not slingers. It's like, oh, you mean the whole neighborhood's involved in this? Wow, this is a great neighborhood. Yeah, not that type of way. (laughs) Oh, the law, they do some fun things in advertising. I I should have worked in advertising. Oh, you probably still can at this point if you keep up with the marketing in our company. So, yeah. (laughs) So, let's see. We've covered bi-mail living. We've covered uh, uh, Trump. We've covered Sex Down South and the other conventions. What else do we want to talk with our clients about for tonight? Our our listeners. Our listeners there. I'm sorry. I've been in work mode the last two weeks of being overwhelmed with a project. And my mind is still saying clients to everything. I took at my daughter and almost said client because the first thing I walked in the room, I walked home and the first thing, what did she say? Daddy, fix my iPhone. Oh, God, client. <laughs> well, technically, she could be. She is your child with technology. So, yes. <laughs> Daddy, fix. Yes, of course. Well, even, I don't know. Something with you and your magic touch, you just sit down next to me and everything works. Like, I was having problems trying to upload a couple documents, log in, and nothing will work. minute you come home and I'm presenting it, everything works. I don't know. You have this voodoo magic about you with technology there. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I wish I did. I'd like to go ahead and have this magic touch with technology. Sometimes I just want to beat the computer. Yes. But it is what it is. Oh, oh, I just want to go back here. Did you know that in some insurance companies will cover Viagra? Yes, I did. One, how do I get it? But two, why would they cover a recreational drug, but at the same time... Not birth control. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is backwards. Well, you know, and let's... If we're going to talk about birth control, the laws that Mike Pence are, you know, putting against women... Men, think about this. Seriously, think about it in this perspective. If a woman becomes pregnant, by law, you're obligated to pay child support. Even if you don't want anything to do with the child, you have to pay child support. Doesn't matter if you want nothing to do with the child, didn't know about the child. Once that DNA is confirmed, you have to pay child support. And what's interesting, and I've seen lawsuits about this, it doesn't matter if she tricked you. Right. If a woman says, I'm on birth control, I'm this, I'm that, she gets pregnant, you're still responsible, period, even if she's flat out lying. Mm-hmm. But again, not putting stuff on women, I'm just discussing facts here, but continue. Right. No, it's not that we're putting on women. We're just trying to get men to continue to fight. You know, it's kind of, girls... Women, please don't think I'm being a bitch or an ass about this, but we got to get the men thinking. It's like, if you don't want that financial responsibility, then fucking fight to have women on birth control. Fucking fight for them to have the right to have an abortion. Because the reason that we have the lowest number of birth rates right now between the ages, I think it's 18 to 35... And teen pregnancies is because the accessibility of birth control, the accessibility of abortion. You know. Well, it's also we need as we keep trying sex education, and and young 
kids have sex at 14, 15. If you keep saying, no, we shouldn't, we should keep their innocence and not teach them till they're 18, they're already done. They're already having sex. Um, you want to pretend it's a nice little world where they're not having sex. Um, let's also pretend we're in a world where politicians don't cheat on their wives. Because I guarantee you, for all the laws they're passing like FOSTA, they're the ones employing them. They're the ones having the affairs. Uh, and it's, it's, it's amazing. It's hypocrisy at its best. It, 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 is, it is, it is. I mean, we could go back to a couple years ago, a little prank one of my friends did. So it's just like... Oh, say what, what prank your friends did. Tell oh, me. Oh, um, he was a marketing director. Um, rest in peace. Um, he did pass away. In uh, one of the um, porn companies... And this is when North Carolina was uh, passing those laws against gays and transgenders about the restrooms, um, banning them, saying that, you know, it, it's very, oh God, what was Whatever it? Reasons Whatever reason Whatever reason that the UK actually put a travel ban on North Carolina. So when a country outside of the United States is putting a travel ban on the state, you know it's pretty crazy and harmful. So... He decided to shut off all access to porn in that can, can, website. Can, can it, I can I say the company name? No, no, no. Oh. I don't want to say the company name because you know, like I said, it, but it was funny to shut down the porn access. I don't think it lasted. It only lasted like seventy two hours. It then, la- it lasted like three days, and right. the law was repealed. And whether that's coincidence or not, it proves for all the times people will go ahead and say. This is wrong and it shouldn't be and porn is bad. You take away porn from them and they start crying like a little baby because they want to watch it in their home with their private. private. Their privates, yeah, because anyone from any ISP address from North Carolina could not access porn whatsoever. From this company, yes. From and this it was company. one of the larger companies. Yes. It, that was fantastic. I, I, I'm like, <laughs> kudos to him, you know, making a change. And, you know, that's proving the point that. It's not just women fighting. You Men, fight. Fight for them to have the rights. Because if not, if you don't want to be a baby daddy and pay child support and not be there, guess what? Fight for them to be on the pill. Fight for them to have access to abortion. Be part of the solution. Not against it. You know, you could say, hey, I don't want to be responsible. That's great. Support them saying, you have birth control. Well, I keep hearing the words toxic masculinity, which... You know, even like the first time I hear it, I go, ugh. But, but it is that type of bullshit. It basically, it's it's that locker room talk that you'll hear where it's like, I don't need to worry about that. And this is, I don't need to do this. Real men don't do that. You know, real men support their wives. Real men support their girlfriends. And real men do what they have to do. Which, I'm going to go ahead and just say this right now. Real men go down on women or <laughs> men. They fucking go down. They don't do no pussyfooting shit about, well, I don't like how it smells. Man the fuck up and give your woman the pleasure she deserves. Oh, DJ Kelly, sorry, sorry. You know, we ha- we had to go there. I know you're a king, but your queen also needs to be pleasured the same way. My, my philosophy, whatever's good for the geese is good for the gander. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. Kind of. All right, I think we bantered enough. Quite a bit. I don't it's know. been a fun night coming back, but we are going to be back for more, and we have more things coming up. We're going to have adventures traveling. We're going to be doing our, our group. We're yes. going to uh, 
what is it? We unfortunately we had gay days and we we missed it because of being overworked, which was horrible. Well, yeah, I did go and I only got to interview one vendor, which was pretty cool. Leather by Danny, and it was fun. And we'll but have that in it. a future episode real yeah. soon. Right there, and I have a video of his presentation, kind of deal of how to you know promote his stuff. So yeah, that's it. But yeah, we missed like the big things. The Saturday at Magic Kingdom where everyone wore red, which I really wanted to go and film because it was International Sex Workers Day and everyone was wearing red and that's how you support your sex workers by wearing red and having a red umbrella. So, you know, doing a little film manipulation would have been fun. Oh yeah. It would have been a lot of fun. But we got a lot more fun stuff coming up and I want to say thank you guys for joining and listening to this episode. Thank you for still being there for us. Thank you for helping support us. Uh, we do have Patreon. Uh, we need to upload some content on there, which we will. Oh, yes. Uh, We're going to be making some videos, so keep your eye out on YouTube. They are coming shortly. Yes, we are. And we still have that pig naming contest. Unfortunately, our pig had to go to uh, surgery. We're oh, we have an injured pig. Yes, the tail fell off. Oh, so he, he's in the hospital trying to recover. I got the needle and thread. <laughs> but you can find me everywhere on Living a Sex Positive Life uh, social media. And you can find me as John C. Lunar on Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Fet Life, my favorite place to wander. Yes, and we do offer coaching workshop services. Um, just contact us, reach out. We'll be more than happy to present. We actually will be presenting on June 13th, actually next Wednesday, at Fair Villa, the shades, the hype, the reality. It's a BDSM 101. You see, I'm old school. I still go Fair Villa Megastore because I see that commercial in my head. But I don't know if they call it a megastore anymore. Yes, they well, they um, identify all the different locations. There's a Fair Villa Megastore. There's a Fair Villa Intimacy Store. Um, then I forgot the other three Fair Villas because we deal with those two But stores. the best way to describe Fair Villa in Orlando... Or for anyone in Central Florida, it is a two-floor adult store that has been... Oh God, they redo it, it seems like, every three months. And whether you're looking for a new dildo, the new $300 in, was Enjoy, whatever they come out with, or you're looking for boots for your uh, steampunk outfit, which they have, and we've been looking at for a while... Uh, it is two floors. It is very nice, clean, women-friendly great staff there and uh, if you come to Orlando it's a place you have to stop by yep so hopefully you enjoy the episode don't forget to review and read us on your podcast listening thanks everyone have a good night good night